0: What better today, friend? Welcome to the Advantage Joy at Work podcast. I'm thrilled that you've joined me here as I help marketplace leaders unstuck their true potential to thrive in life and leadership. To build a successful, sustainable business with collaborative, high-performance teams and joy at work with practical neuroscience-based Advantage guides and coaching. If you need an outside voice with a fresh perspective, To challenge and empower you, your team or business, to a new level of performance and engagement. And let's talk now. Find your mojo again. Harnessing the power of your inner chemistry. We all want an inspirational leader. Someone to look up to give us hope and direction. A leader who engages us as individuals and treats us well, but most of all makes us want to be better. But what if that leader is you and today you're just not feeling up for it? Well, welcome to this Joy at Work Advantage guide to find your mojo again by harnessing the power of your inner chemistry. Maybe today you're feeling a bit blah. Everything's sort of meh. And you'd like to just hang in there for the time being and let future self take responsibility for being the leader you were meant to be. We all go through phases in life when our mood is uplifting, positive, dynamic and we feel like we could conquer the world. And then there's that mm, meh moment when everything's a little bit bland. And, wow. Well, Would it be really nice if someone else would just take charge and be the one to inspire and engage us and buck us up? Well, to choose to switch your drive and motivation on so that you can inspire others, to do that we're going to delve into the neuroscience of how your brain works. Learn what drives you and everybody else and we're going to take charge of the chemistry cocktail bar inside your brain. the neuroscience of your get up and go otherwise known as your mojo. Your brain is not your best friend when it comes to feeling positive, enthusiastic and inspired. In fact, neuroscientific evidence shows that our brains are hardwired to make us feel mentally crappy most of the time. I'm going to geek out on some acronyms for a moment. It is interesting stuff. And briefly. Your brain is survival-focused and it is controlled by the sympathetic nervous system, the SNS. And your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access, HPAA. Both the SNS and HPAA are reactive systems. That is, they register any and every possible threat and fire you up chemically to respond fantastically useful in keeping you safe, but it has the rather unpleasant side effect of making you feel anxious, stressed, disappointed and generally low-spirited. And today's living environment, for most of us, especially in urban areas, means that both your SNS and HPAA are fired up much of the time in response to the daily challenges you face. On your daily commute in noisy, crowded offices, Surrounded by beeping devices and with a boss imposing possible deadlines, modern life is taking a large toll on your peace of mind. Yet, you have another system available to you called the Parasympathetic Nervous System, PSNS. And when your PSNS takes charge, you feel great, calm, relaxed, chill, tranquil, clear-headed and, well, happy. Yes, the name of the sympathetic nervous system is a little misleading in our modern understanding of the word sympathetic. But it is the system that makes you feel stressed or basically crappy. So, a quick summary. Your brain automatically, or rather unconsciously, reacts to environmental stimuli through your sympathetic nervous system and or your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis to prepare you to deal with any threats. Once the threat passes or you choose to consciously engage it, your parasympathetic system switches on to calm you down and get back to other important stuff like digesting your food, maintaining homeostasis, slowing your heart rate and so on. Just make a note you can choose to consciously trigger the PSNS. And we'll come back to this at the end. Before that, though, let's remember what actually drives you, i.e. what gets you up and going. As you know, we all have six foundational drivers that are at the heart of practical neuroscience. Now, of course, your brain is an incredibly complex organ, and variations of human behaviour are an endless ocean Of subtle differences, but we can identify six neuroscientifically founded basic needs of human beings, and how these influence our motivational behaviors, and how we interact with the world around us. As human beings, we've developed to use the environment to its best, and allow for reproduction and the furtherment of our species, our survival and growth. So let's remind ourselves: the six drivers, your physical survival. That's your physiological needs, hunger, thirst, sleep and sex. Second, to maximise pleasure and avoid pain, making you feel safer and more secure. Thirdly, growing attachment so that we have a better sense of belonging. Fourthly, increasing the sense of control, which helps you satisfy your need to matter. Fifth, boosting our self-esteem which helps satisfy your need for self actualization And sixth, being of service to others, because we are only truly satisfied when we help other people. Now, each of these stimulates different neuronal circuits and will activate different regions in the brain. But I'm going to briefly remind you of those needs, and you can find all of this using the SPACES acronym. In my last podcast, Is Your Battery Running Low? You can find that through the joywork.coach website. Now, we've reminded ourselves about what drives you. It's time to geek out some more on some chemistry and, well, neuronal circuits. So, what's chemistry got to do with feeling driven and inspired? Well, everything. How you feel in any situation is your conscious interpretation of the physiological response of your body, triggered by the combination, or cocktail in our language here, of chemicals released as a result of your conscious thinking and your SNS, PSNS and HPAA unconscious responses. It is a lot more com- complex than the five chemicals i'm going to be talking about here but understanding how these affect you will help you understand the essence of how a change in the balance of these chemicals inside you changes how you feel and hence your motivations and desires. already know much about adrenaline and cortisol, your key stress hormones. And just in case you don't, I've got that wonderful little whiteboard video on YouTube that you can watch. But you also have some happy chemicals. Now these are oxytocin, serotonin and dopamine as the main ones. But there's five chemicals you really need to know something about. Oxytocin, which is regarded as the love hormone. It makes you feel loved, trusted, cared for. Serotonin, which is closely linked with your mood, amongst many other vital functions, makes you feel proud, satisfied, content. Dopamine. This triggers the joyful hope of anticipated reward. It makes you feel happy, joyful, driven or motivated. Cortisol, which is your stress chemical, makes you feel stressed, anxious, uh, on edge. And the fifth one here is adrenaline. This creates arousal and a readiness to fight or fly. It makes you feel frightened, scared, angry, stronger, alert. Good times, bad times. Right. You know I've had. A little Led Zeppelin sleep. Okay, when our thinking and perception of the environment is associated positively to our own experiences, this triggers the release of our happy chemicals, serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin. On the other side, when we feel stressed, anxious or upset about the fulfilment of our basic needs, this is the result of cortisol, norepinephrine, the brain's adrenaline and adrenaline. On the positive side, increased self-esteem means more serotonin, greater orientation and control means more dopamine, having trusted attachments means more oxytocin, And when pleasure is maximised, we get more dopamine. You can see how the needs, being satisfied, trigger particular chemicals. On the negative side, lowered self-esteem means more cortisol. Reduced orientation and control, that means more cortisol. Little or reduced attachment increases adrenaline. And as does pain, increases adrenaline. Your approach to these four of the six basic needs may not be the same as mine, of course. Generally speaking, I'm a very positive and optimistic person. Someone else might be more negative and pessimistic about it. These approaches are known as your motivational schemata. Motivational schemata are the instruments and methods that a person will develop through their lifetime to help satisfy their basic needs or to protect them. Within this, there are two base schemata. One of the, On one hand, is the approach schema, which is a result of a person striving to fulfil their basic needs. And on the other hand, if a person strives to protect their basic needs, this is known as an avoidance schemata. And if you go to the show notes or joyatwork.coach, you will find a very useful diagram summarising what happens. But what does this mean? Well, depending on your approach, you may be someone who continuously seeks to fulfil your personal needs or someone who focuses their attention on avoiding the bad things. The way you speak, as in the words you use habitually, often reveal your schemata or approach to a trained coach. By the way, neither is right, nor is one necessarily better than another, except to say that we tend to get in life what we focus on. Thus, if you focus on avoidance of pain, you'll probably experience, or certainly be more aware of, more pain than someone who focuses in the exact same circumstances But on pleasure. Dale Carnegie summed this up beautifully. Two men looked out from prison bars, one saw the mud, the other saw stars. Are you happy or unhappy? Happiness is a perception of how well the world matches your expectations and desires. Stress, in contrast, comes from the expectation that our resources are insufficient to achieve our desires and needs. There are days when we don't feel as if we are progressing towards our purpose. Heck, many people don't consciously know their purpose. But unconsciously, we are all aware of those days when something just isn't right. We have no sense of progress or fulfilment. These are the blah days. The days when we don't feel like getting up and going. The days when we have lost our mojo. Well, those days are days we have incongruity between our perception of the world and how well you have fulfilled your basic needs. Any mismatch between your current motivational schemata and your perception of the world defines your feelings, behaviours and actions. Whether you act with the intention of fulfilling your needs or protecting what you perceive that you have. You sense a need for change and maybe, just maybe, the world will see fit to make that change happen to you. Some call this luck or karma, serendipity or synchronicity, but in 99.9% of times when that lady luck doesn't happen to call on you today, you'll want to be able to pull yourself out of that funk and reignite your engines. And remember, as a leader it's your job to inspire others, to engage them and motivate them to do the things that matter. And that's awfully difficult to do when you are not feeling inspired engaged or particularly motivated and you already know that it's unlikely that someone else is going to lift you up right now sure it would be nice and i know that you deserve it but here's the rub your boss ain't inspiring you because well they ain't feeling it either so let's choose to take charge of life and choose to switch those motivation engines on. We can even measure how well we are aligned to our six basic needs by assessing how much of the six needs matter to us personally and how well that is currently being fulfilled. I'm sharing with you by the way a simple spaces assessment tool which you can find the link through the joywork.coach website that you can use to measure the congruity between your current work environment and your preferences. Now, this is going to be a whole lot easier for you if you already consciously know your own life purpose that is you are a eudemite. Perchance you don't have clarity on that then there's a podcast guide for you, which I mentioned earlier. In the meantime, let's switch on your motivation engine, shall we? Now, if you're busy paying attention to something else right now, like emailing, Facebook trawling, driving a vehicle, wait until you can take five minutes out, because you will need your complete attention. ready breathe yes i said breathe deep long slow breath in through your nose and blow it out through your mouth surely i'm kidding you (laughs) you've been doing this all the time feeling there yes there is more to it but right now just breathe give it a few more seconds Deep breathing. Powerful, eh? Now, breathing is your first step to relax. Now, as you continue focusing attention on your breathing, I'd like you to touch your lips with your clean fingers. You might like to lick your lips with your tongue. Now, you can choose what to do for the next four minutes. You could practice deliberate physical and mental relaxation. You can meditate. You can pray. You can bring your attention towards sensations in your body. Uh, you could focus attention on immediate sensory experiences and feeling, something called mindfulness. Or just focus entirely on your breathing. Choose one of those. I like to spend my time meditating on a verse from the Bible and praying to God. Whatever you choose, be aware of your breathing. Deeply in through the nose and blowing sharply out through your mouth. Pause the podcast now and, safely of course, come back when you are done. And I'll wrap this up while it works. Good to have you back. Or maybe you're going to do it later. So, what just happened? Your brain needs a lot of oxygen because it burns a lot of energy. 20% of your body's calorific burn for a three pound mass. You just increase the availability of oxygen in your body and hence available to your brain. Breathing out sharply through your mouth reduces cortisol in your body, which reduces your stress and anxiety. Because you have taken executive control by deliberately choosing what to do, instead of your body reacting to the environment, you have reduced adrenaline production. The threat must have passed if you aren't concerned about it. Now, with the two key stress hormones reduced, you then touched or licked your lips, which triggered your PSNS, your parasympathetic nervous system, to get working. Remember, this is the system that slows your heart rate and calms you down. You're clearing your thinking brain to consider positive, uplifting thoughts and ideas. Touching your own body, especially the lips, also stimulates the release of oxytocin. Better still, when you do this with your life partner. This makes you feel more loved, trusted or cared for and increases your feeling of attachment. Thinking positive, uplifting thoughts stimulates dopamine and serotonin production and you are believing that you have taken charge of the situation, which increases your self-esteem and your sense of orientation and control. You will also begin to feel greater pleasure while reducing pain through this very simple exercise. To find your mojo again, take five. All it takes is five minutes to breathe and either pray, meditate, be mindful or simply be relaxed to regain that sense of control to engage and reignite the fires of your motivation. And if it doesn't happen in the first five minutes, well, just take five more. I'm Dr John Kenworthy, and it's been my pleasure to share this joy at work Advantage Guide with you today. Thank you for joining me and supporting my work. Remember, if you ever think that you might benefit from an outside voice with a fresh perspective to challenge and empower you, your team or, or your organization to a new level of performance and engagement, then let's talk now. You can follow the link at my website, joyatwork.coach. And if you know someone who you know would benefit from this Joy at Work guide, please share this with them either by sharing this podcast link or, if you're listening on the Joy Work website, it's even easier to just click the share button. Be blessed and have an awesome, awesome day.